Hello, Comic Book Nation. Welcome uh, to a special episode of the Comic Book Nation podcast. I am Brandon Davis, and this is going to be a deep dive into Spider-Man Far From Home. As per uh, Sony's request, we held these interviews with Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige and Sony's Amy Pascal until July 7th uh, to give everybody a chance to see Spider-Man Far From Home. It's no secret by now, I loved the movie. Uh, I've been talking with everybody on social media, and it seems everybody else is loving the movie as well. Uh, but it also really uh, opens a lot of doors for the Marvel Cinematic Universe going forward. It opens a lot of doors for Spider-Man going forward. It closes some doors for him. Uh, and it's just a really exciting time. So with San Diego Comic-Con coming up, with the D23 Expo coming up, with future movies for Sony that are unrelated to Spider-Man Far From Home, like the Spider-Verse films um, and Venom, which might end up being connected. Listen, we tried to ask about all that. Uh, we decided to take a look at all that. So these interviews took place in London uh, three weeks before the movie came out. So you'll hear some stuff that you've already seen on comicbook.com. You'll hear some stuff that might not have been published yet. So you'll be hearing it here first. All of this will be on comicbook.com slash Marvel at some point. And uh, it's it, you'll notice Kevin Feige's pretty tight with a lot of stuff uh, because they want to save some surprises, but we you could be damn sure we tried to get some answers from him. So without further ado, uh, please enjoy these these couple of interviews. Uh, let me know what you think on social media at Brandon Davis BD, and uh, we'll start with our Kevin Feige interview. The first few minutes are spoiler free stuff for for stories we ran before the movie came out, and then we dive into some spoilers. Uh, same thing with Amy Pascal, but this is a spoiler warning. We are going full spoilers for Spider-Man Far From Home. If you have not seen the movie, this is your time to jump out of the Comic Book Nation podcast and come back when you have. Otherwise, keep listening. Hope you have fun. Let me know what you think. Well, first, let's start. Why is it important now after a movie like Avengers Endgame to remind people that you can make solo movies with just one character like Spider-Man. Well, that's that that's sort of the uh, that's the um, that's what the MCU is all about, right? That that is my big. You've heard me talk in the past that my big concern in Phase One was: Are people going to care enough about these characters that they enjoy seeing them all together in Avengers? Then that worked, and my big concern was: Okay, are people going to enjoy seeing them by themselves again? Um, and then that worked. So, so it it has always been that balance, and the fun of, and you look, but you know what we did between the two movies between Infinity War and Endgame, a fun uh, uh, action comedy in Ant Man and the Wasp, introducing a whole new hero, period piece, Captain Marvel, um, and now post Endgame, getting back to pure Peter Parker, and his uh, and his amazing high school friends. Uh, <laughs> so that that really has always been the formula, which of course. Is not our formula. It's the comics formula, right. and it is it is you know building up single issues into a big crossover event, and then seeing how those people are changed back. It is fun, and I'm not sure we've ever done as direct a a sequel before yeah. between Endgame and and uh, and Far From Home. Um, I guess it's a slightly longer time period. We've done shorter time periods, but the spirit of it and picking right up with the ramifications of. All that stuff that we know must have happened in Endgame when everybody came back, but get to see a little bit of it, right? And not in a heart-wrenching way, which we've seen what Than the repercussions of Thanos' uh, actions in previous movies in a very heart-wrenching way. 
but do it now with a with a little humor. So were you, were you ever nervous about marketing for this movie with Endgame? I mean, it's the two month difference yes. in preserving the spoilers. Were you ever kind of like, how the hell are we gonna? Well, there were a number of challenges. I mean, the the Walt Disney Company had an amazing challenge to to sell Endgame as the big important uh, uh, movie that it was, but not give anything away. So they only used, you know, really, honestly, the first 15 minutes of that movie is essentially all they used in marketing. Little clips here and there from the, from the rest. The challenge that Sony had with Spider-Man was, and we did, they, there was a trailer before Endgame came out. There was a teaser trailer for this that just showcased Spidey going on a European trip. And we would say, well, it takes place over the summer, but we're just not going to say what summer. Because <laughs> um, people are like, Isn't he, didn't he disappear? Yeah. Um, but they also did an amazing job selling the movie because Spider-Man is so great, because Tom Holland is so great. You can sell just the fun of Spidey. Uh, there are other things to avoid in this movie, now that you've seen it, that we didn't want to give away in, uh, yes. in the press. Um, but it's position within the world uh, uh, and, and dealing with his emotional journey post the death of Tony Stark, we held off until after Endgame, obviously. Right. And even then had, uh, uh, I think for the first time ever, you know, Tom Holland spoke before the movie and said, you're going to see a trailer, but we're showing it a- after the movie. So you don't... It's not given away in the theater. I mean, speaking of the death of Tony Stark being a huge role, um, he's been a huge influence on Spider-Man, so this is kind of two questions. Did you ever consider having any other Avengers here? And will their ramifications, similar to Tony Stark's death, be felt in future MCU films? Uh, do we ever consider just any other Avengers in the movie, you mean? Sure, yeah. I don't think so. This was all, we always wanted to have that fun, you know, going back to Bendis's first few issues of uh, of Ultimate Spider-Man when he walks into his room and, and Nick Fury's there in the dark and uh, on the chair. Yeah. We're like, we got to do that someday. Yeah. That'll be awesome. And you know, that was partially what we wanted to do in this film. It made sense. Were there any other Avengers in it? I don't think so. We, we briefly talked about bringing in Falcon as Captain America at the end, like maybe once. Uh, Peter's uh, arc and he's sort of like right. leading the team like maybe he calls right. calls in a favor but we also thought it was really important to the arc of this movie that there not be other Avengers available exactly. to Nick Fury or Peter so that he'd have to step up and do it himself. It's all about yeah Peter stepping up and Peter yeah. you know getting out of the shadow not just of Tony but of the Avengers in general because by the way he's Spider-Man <laughs> and he doesn't need to be in the shadow of the Avengers um, so other than Maria and Nick and Happy and the and the emotional presence of Tony. I think you, there's some, you hear, he asks about Thor, he asks about Doctor Strange and Captain Marvel. Yeah. But other than that. Uh, and then, will there be, is the second question, will Tony's death be well, felt there, in I mean, Or just the fact that Cap is old, or Gamora... Uh, oh, out of Endgame? Just, well, how will those consequences kind of play out? Oh, yes. We'll, we'll feel them. Uh, Alright, right. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. How, how did you get Jake Gyllenhaal? Jake is somebody that we have wanted to work with for many, 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 many years, everybody knows the story that he um, uh, almost took over for Toby in, in Spider-Man 2 when it looked briefly like Toby wasn't going wasn't gonna to do it. Um, and finally, this was the role. Yeah. This was the role that, uh, that uh, he was, he was uh, thankfully for us, willing to, to do. And now, of course, it's perfect. And you yeah. can't imagine yeah. any, other, any other role. And he is... Amazing, and an amazing team player, and an amazing actor, and an amazing um, uh, collaborator, yes. who really, you know, stepped into this, having not done a movie like this 
really ever, um, um, certainly not in many years, and giving himself over to uh, to the director and to the uh, and to the and to the process in a way that that shows that and, and at the same time elevating all the material and that bond between Peter and and uh, and Beck that is that is sort of shockingly strong and emotional in the first half of that movie is all Jake not just in his performance but in his uh, notes on the script early on yeah. uh, just before we start shooting see I mean watching the press tour it seems like they got along really well too yes. so I mean Everybody asks you about movies and characters you want to see. Do you just have like a list of actors who you kind of are like, all right, maybe one day we'll get this, we'll get we this? We do. We've, we've, we've checked a lot of them off. <laughs> I know. Who's left? Yeah. <laughs> How many are left? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Well, for the next, for the second half, I want to talk spoilers about this. So, everybody, if you're listening, um, Spider-Man Far From Home spoilers, you have to have seen it by now. Um, the big one, the one that made me punch the seat in front of me in the movie theater and scream, uh, J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson with The Return. Uh, how and why? Uh, it was an idea we had from the very earliest conversations of if we, Marvel Studios, get to work with Sony and make a Spider-Man movie, we, we want to bring uh, uh, Jameson back somehow. In thinking about who it could be, we really thought J.K. as an actor is so versatile and you look at his amazing iconic performance in the Raimi films but then look at his amazing performances in Whiplash and in other, in other films you go it can be the same guy but a different but a, a different tone and tap into sort of the more modern news, news uh, personalities of today so, so that was sort of the why yeah. and also to tap back into we've spent certainly the five Tom Holland as Spider-Man in the MCU films that we've made together um, has been about taking him literally out of New York to m different places, things we've never seen before with him, space briefly, interact with the Avengers, Europe in this film, that as he came back to New York, uh, suggesting, okay, we're going to get back to that. How awesome is it seeing him swing around at the end of that movie and, and, and with the web wings glide through a under construction version of, of Sark of Avengers Tower. Who bought it? Um, <laughs> Tell me. I didn't see a sign. There Tell me yet. who bought it. I don't think they put the sign <laughs> up. But, uh, uh, and how cool that is, and be like, yes, Spider Man can also be cool in New York. Spider Man yeah. can also be cool. It's time to return him to, uh, to many of those iconic things, including. Uh, J. Jonah Jameson. So this is this is a new take on the character, though. It's not some multiverse connection. It's this is a fresh start on J. Jonah Jameson. One hundred percent. Awesome. So that's so Tobey Maguire is not out there. Spider Man somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did. I, I love that you did bring him back to New York. That was a lot of fun. Also, speaking of New York, is maybe I'm making this up in my head. Was it a little bit more green intentionally because of the five years from Thanos? I, I just saw a lot of trees and a lot of green. I was wondering if that was a choice you guys made on purpose. Uh, we had made that choice in. Uh, in other films, in wide shots, and I'm, I'm not sure even made the final cut. In this one, it's mainly the concrete um, sort of jungles of New York that we see. When he flies through that under construction new version, there is a new sort of open atrium with a lot of trees that he soars through. Yeah, I was I was wondering about that. Um, and I, I mean, I don't know how much of this, all of the stuff that's online, you read because there is so much. There was a rumor a couple weeks ago. Somebody said Oscorp. Like, do you ever read that stuff and just want to say something, or are you just like, all right, the speculation actually kind of fuels it? I always think the speculation fuels it, whether uh, that speculation is correct, uh, as it sometimes is, or if that speculation is wrong, as it often is. 
When, when are we going to see Oscorp, though? <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask these things. Um, and now, if we could just talk about general MCU stuff, and this is the stuff that we're going to see how much you can actually answer. Um, but questions like, I mean, how much of the original six Avengers do you think we'll see ever again going forward? Uh, or is this kind of a passing of the torch, really, that we're seeing? Yeah, I would say it's both. Yeah, I would say it's it's definitely a combination. You know, clearly, you know, we're still, as I've said, for the better part of a year or two, um, we're waiting for Endgame and Far From Home to come out before we talk about what's next officially. We're almost there. I'm so close. Far, far <laughs> From Home is almost out. Um, but that will all will be revealed. So, I mean, this summer you have San Diego Comic-Con and D23. Mm-hmm. How do you approach both of those in a way that you feel like you've kind of shown stuff here, shown stuff there, and left people satisfied both times? We've done it, we've done it I think, at least twice already, where we've done, where we've done both. And if we do both this year, um, we find a, a way to, to, to divvy it up or to do it or to, to give a spin to make each one unique. So we're getting that phase four slate, is what you're saying. <laughs> Got to ask these things, man. Um, but Endgame is so close to the record of, of beating Avatar. Right. Um, would you guys consider doing like a re-release or a marathon release or adding deleted scenes or anything like that to try uh, to push it? Yes, and we are doing that. You are uh, doing that? Yeah, I don't know if it's been announced. I don't know how much. Yeah, we're doing it next weekend. Really? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> yep. All right. Yep. <laughs> um, is there plans for a Spider-Man 3 yet anywhere down the line in the future? All will be revealed. Do you, is this, I mean, there are a lot of rumors online that the Spider-Man, Sony, Marvel, Disney thing ends right. here. I don't know if that's true. Can you say anything about that? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> what about Deadpool in the Spider-Man 3 rumor? No. Have you even heard these no, rumors what is, yet? No. What is that the rumor is that uh, I don't, Marvel Studios wants to either introduce Fox's Deadpool as, with Ryan Reynolds in either Spider-Man Three or in a Disney Plus series. No, I mean, we, you know, we're certainly having conversations about uh, about the future of all of those Fox properties and how to weave them in and when to bring them in. Um, that one in particular is not not the case. Interesting. Um, Black Widow started production. People have seen. Photos you guys have yet to say. Have we announced that movie? Nobody yet? has said anything. Who knows what that is? But yeah, I mean, can you give any update? What is what you guys are shooting uh, right now? No, I mean it's you sort of you sort of uh, look at those pictures and can guess. But but what it is and where it is and how it is um, goes in that post far from home release territory. Uh, but there are cameras everywhere. No matter where, like choose in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, the Norway. <laughs> click, click. You guys did it. You guys, you guys kept the secret safe there with Endgame, though. That's that's impressive that you kept them safe with Endgame. Um, a couple of actors I want to ask you about. Uh, Keanu Reeves. You guys talking to him for anything? We all we talk to him for every, almost every film we make. <laughs> we talk to Keanu Reeves yeah. about um, the, enough. I don't know when, when, uh, if or ever. Uh, he'll join the MCU, but but we very much want to figure out the right way to to do it. He's going like this right now, yeah, and it's so amazing. much fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be like Jake Gyllenhaal, where we've talked to him multiple times, exactly. and then we just find that and find the perfect one someday. It'll come eventually. Someday. And uh, a couple names that other, that keep bouncing around in the rumor mill as well are Donnie Yen and Millie Bobby Brown. Are they possibly involved with anything? Uh, both good, both good 
actors that would be fun to see in the in the MCU, but nothing specific or nothing to talk about. Right. And 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 finally, my uh, my annual Nova question. Nova. Where are Richard Ryder and Sam Alexander? Are they in the MCU somewhere? Are they coming? What's going on? It's, uh, it's probably the same answer I give you all the time. <laughs> we, we love Nova. It'd be yeah. cool. You did. The, you told me last year that there's a board of characters with immediate potential, and Nova's on that board. That's still true. Okay. That's still true. What right. is your favorite thing about Nova? I mean, honestly, it's costume. But <laughs> I, I, I love Sam Alexander's story because it feels very similar to the Peter Parker you've put sure. on screen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I would love to see like a mashup, kind of what you did with Guardians, mm-hmm. where. Sam Alexander's looking for his dad, and his dad is Richard Ryder. Right. I think right. that's a cool way to put them in there. Nice. Yeah, that's man. Cool. Well, thank nice. you. <laughs> thank you. Good Congratulations you. on another great film. First of all, one thing that these Spider-Man movies are doing after there were already a couple of Spider-Man franchises before it is remixing characters people are familiar with. Yes. And it's really fun. It's really worked. So why do you think it's important to make sure that we're seeing new takes, even if the character is a familiar name, just a different Give face. Give me an example of what you're... Uh, I mean, we don't have Mary Jane, but we have a love interest named MJ, who's also a independent and totally badass on her own, and we have Flash Thompson, who we've seen. Right. You know, Ned Leeds, who could... Well, I think that they're... You know, the great thing about, about what Stan and Steve did is that they are characters that can be reinterpreted. I mean... It's, what, 1962? It's a long time uh, for something to remain fresh, and yet it's been able to. And I think that's because, you know, just like all of the artists who did all of the various spectacular, you know, amazing, ultimate, everything, have been able to reinterpret these, you know, these kind of classical uh, characters... We're able to do that too. How many you you just rattled off a bunch of really popular titles? How many comics have you had to read to make sure that you are up on all of this? Oh, like you think I was born like a comic book nerd? I was not. <laughs> you know, I was um, Avi Arad when he first brought uh, Spider-Man to Sony, which was in the like late nineties, and I'm like, I like that Peter Parker character. Like I can. Because I could relate to Peter Parker. You know, I understood him. He's just a normal kid with the same problems, money problems, love problems, you know, family problems. The same stuff that everybody has. I could completely relate to him. So, yes, then I had to go to school. (laughs) Then I had to go to school. I cannot tell you that I grew up reading every comic book because I was, like, more Archie, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but now I have been, over the last 20-something years, I now know my stuff. I love that. Speaking of Avi Rada, really quickly, just I've interviewed him before, and he told me that he once had an idea of something like this Marvel Cinematic Universe we see now. Did he ever toss that around with you back in, like, oh, when he I was making those? Oh, I is, like, you know, Avi's where, Avi's where everything comes from. Oh, he's, yeah, he's pretty good at what he does, that's he for sure. He's pretty good at what he does. I've had a great time working with him on all these movies, and had a great time working with him on Spider-Verse. Oh yeah, well we're gonna. I, I do have questions about Spider Verse, but I'll save those for the end. I wanted I wanted to stick to Far From Home oh, for yes, now, please do because uh, the movie was so good. Um, you don't. You guys haven't recycled any Spider Man villains yet. We haven't seen any that we've seen before. No. D- does that make you? Ner- why do you? Does that make you nervous when you're like, all right, we have to just kind of? No, there's like eight hundred sure, characters. Yeah. There's like how many iterations 
of, of these comics have there been. Sometimes you have to dig a little bit to find something that's resonant because we have to find characters. You know, all the villains in these movies always have to be a reflection of what Peter's going through. So we have to first figure out, you know, what story do we want to tell about Peter? And then we decide which villain and what interpretation of that villain is going to make sense for where Peter's at at this point in his life. So taking that, I was wondering, can you offer me some of your perspective on how you guys landed on Mysterio? Well, you can't give anything away. No, no spoilers. Great There's villain. No spoilers. Um, and in our movie, um, he comes from another universe. So it's a different version of Mysterio than most people who read the comic books um, know. However, his reputation in the world is that you can't always believe everything that he says. And I think that we live in a time where that might be resonant. Well, well done. Well done. Good choice. Uh, I think one of the biggest challenges you guys had to have had, and I, I don't know, I'm sure there were plenty, but one had to be collaborating with Endgame and figuring out how to make this film stand on its own right. in the wake of Endgame. Right. Did it make it more difficult this time versus coming off of Civil War with Homecoming? It wasn't more difficult. It was, I mean, it's the same challenge, right? The movie has to stand on its own. Mm -hmm. It has to work whether there is a movie before it or after it. People have to like it just for what it is. Um, and then, in in this in movie where they were finishing off their their saga, the third iteration, um, and this was the next one. So in a way, we had a lot of freedom because it it was going to be the you know the next the next wave. Sure. Um, did you get nervous about marketing for this one? Because it, I, you couldn't well, drop we had to a be careful. yeah you couldn't drop the the be, really detailed we trailer had, we had to be until careful. what two months ago. Yeah. Yeah, or not even two months we ago. We had to be careful about that. Because we couldn't give anything away about that movie, um, of course, and we didn't want to. And we are partners to the end um, in that stuff. And um, but, but we felt like we felt like we were going to be okay. So I think, I think this movie is going to make a few dollars. Uh, but but uh, when Spider-Man is in New York City swinging on... Isn't, buildings isn't that to me just get so happy yeah it, it's it, that is spider-man that is Spider -Man. and and that's what the great thing is because at the end of this movie he's spider-man that's the, exactly and that is a, that was that was the design yeah that finally at the end when you see him because we had rules about never having him swing in new york you know from homecoming from the beginning when kevin and i first started talking about doing this together and finally we felt we earned the right to see him swing around New York City, and boy, doesn't that look awesome! It, it was, it felt so good to I see. As so a Spider-Man fan, I was watching. I was like, I this I is, was, you know, I got the chills. first time, you know, when we made the first movie, and I remember the end of it, you know, when he swing around and the American flag at the end and all that, and it's so exhilarating, and I felt like that when I watched this too. Yeah. So. <laughs> The majority of the movie, though, takes place in Europe, yes, and he is trying not to be Spider-Man, which is yes. ironic because we said he's Spider-Man in New York, and he's trying not to be Spider-Man, well, but Peter's inevitably, yeah, about something. sure. He so he's he's inevitably has to be Spider-Man. 
why did you guy? Where did the idea come from to take him out and, and put him elsewhere and well, make him find himself there? First, one of the you know there was a couple of things. First of all, when we were on the tour last time, we were all you know going around Europe selling the movie. We thought, wow, you guys had some amazing locations this on this. Would one. be yep. really fun to put him here. Plus, you're always looking for a place to make Peter uncomfortable, and looking for a, you know a way for him to have the you know, to put him in a new situation. And, you know, we did Queens, and um, we ventured out a little bit on the last movie into Washington, but this seemed like the right thing. It seemed like a funny idea to put these kids in that situation. Oh, it worked. And now, I do want to talk some spoilers, so anything we say here will go after the movie comes out, but if you're listening to the podcast... Okay, uh, I have to look at her and make sure. (laughs) If you're listening, guys, uh, we are talking spoilers for Far From Home, so... You've been warned. Uh, you should have seen the movie by now because it's, <laughs> it's Monday. Um, but at the end of the film, the post-credit scenes just blew me away. So before I talk about the big return of cast member, I do want to just talk about how Spider-Man is found out, uh, and everybody now knows his identity. That's right. That is a that just catapults him into yeah. a new story. We knew the one of the main ideas before we started was that we were going to reveal that because. That's what the movie is about, because if you are going to be true to who you are, then you have to be who you are. Okay, I like it. Um, I mean, can you say anything about what that might mean for the next movie? No, but (laughs) what I can say is that people now know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. That's big. That is something that we have never done. And what an epic reveal that was. Wasn't it great? I, I jumped well, up in my how chair. About, how about the person who Yes, yeah, so let me, I mean, let me go on. right there. Yeah. You have That was really fun. For, how, who talked to J.K. Simmons? Was he, what was his reaction when you guys said, we want to bring you back as J.J. Jason? Just reaction. immediately. Yeah, right. I'm <laughs> in. He was so excited. I love that. How long ago did that come up? Like, when did that start to brew? Well, we always knew we were going to do that from the beginning. Wow. Um, but we never even put it in the script because, because we, um, we, we never said it was him that was uh, on the newscast, but we always knew. So does Tom Holland know that, that it's, that it's J.K. Simmons? Because I feel like he would probably be the one <laughs> to be sitting out there oh, today. No, everybody <laughs> making the movie knew. <laughs> um, I also love the moment um, where they're swinging in New York and Peter takes a selfie. And Sony's Spider-Man, the Spider-Man game, was yeah. such a huge hit, and that is such a key element of that game that people had a lot of, a yeah, lot of fun with. Is that an intentional? Connected. All these worlds are connected. <laughs> but oh, but going back to J. Jonah Jameson, that is like a new, fresh version of the character, yes, correct? It's it not is. a no. It's just so we can no, put the. It's a hundred percent in the world that we live in now. And it's it's the same actor, but a brand new character. A brand new version of J. Jonah, just like all of the characters are new versions. But yes, it was wonderful to bring him back because there is nobody else who could do no, that. No, there is nobody. Um, and at the end of the movie, Mysterio appears to be dead. I kind of think he is, but I have to ask. I mean, you know, you shouldn't believe what you see with that guy, can and you? you should is there any chance? You don't know. I know it's Jake Gyllenhaal. We want to have him back. And then we had the scrolls in the second post-credit scene. How about that? I mean, Isn't that, that is. These are two of the most important post-credit scenes I think Marvel has ever put I in any of their movies. Awesome. Yeah, they were great. I think they're pretty awesome. Well. The whole movie is about don't believe what you see. It's true. Wow, I didn't even think of that until you said it. Yeah. That's true. It's right there in front of our it's, face the whole time. It's all. It's all. It's all of a piece. I love that. Oh man. And 
I, I do want to ask, I mean, do you guys, have you guys talked about us, a third Spider-Man of the Homecoming Far From Home? Oh, sure. Spider-Man Home Run? It. Yeah. Spider-Man <laughs> Home Run, Spider-Man Homeless, yes. We're trying to think of the next uh, uh, title with home in it. <laughs> <laughs> Homecoming King? I don't know. Um, do you know, I mean, is there any timeline for when people can expect such news? Or You know, I don't think that we're ready to tell anybody yet. But sure. yes, of course, there's, there are so many stories that you can tell about Peter Parker and Spider-Man. And I think the multiverse and the Spider-Verse has opened up unlimited possibilities for us. Uh, yes, I, I, it really has. And, I mean, Spider-Verse, that's another one I'm wondering. I mean, you got that world has to be expanding. Yes, when, we are hard at work on the next one. Okay, okay. And I don't know, do you read, like, I mean, how much do you read on, on the Internet with all these rumors that are coming out. How, how familiar are you with all of it? You know, there, I mean, there's something every the day. the internet don't get along that well, <laughs> to be honest with you. And when I read stuff, I don't, you know, I don't know. Like, people make up stuff and then they decide to believe it. One, I mean, I, I, I ran through a few rumors with Kevin, and he shot a few down. He said, we don't want to talk about a few. I wonder if I can... What are, what are, what, you, can you can ask me if so I can answer either. One that, uh, one that popped up was... Sony wants to see Venom pop up in Spider-Man 3 with Tom Hardy. And I think that would be super cool. I think Tom Hardy's Venom was... Tom, Tom Hardy's Venom is absolutely bar none unbelievable. He's so good. He's so good. Nobody else could be that character. Do you think that that could happen? You never know. You never know. But is that, would that be a multiverse thing, you think? Would that be he's in another world? Or is he here, is he here all along? I have to ask these Come questions. On. I know you can't. You can't. I have to. Don't Do, you want to surprise a, you? What about a Venom sequel? Just an outright sequel to that movie? Yes, that is. That's on the way. Okay, cool. Any any timetable? No timetable. Fair enough. Um, since J. Jonah Jameson is back with J.K. Simmons in the part, could Tobey Maguire be out there in the Spider Verse somewhere? I can't as Peter answer Parker? any of those questions. Um, will you have one minute left? Cool. Will uh, Will any of this become clear at San Diego Comic Con? Are you guys going this year? Uh, I'm not sure we've made that decision yet. Okay. Well, I'll I'll wrap it up right there. I, I know I hit you with all the the it's crazy okay. ones that you got to okay. run circles it's around. Okay. I know hey, how that goes. You know what? You know how it goes. But I appreciate it. Congratulations though, because the Thank movie you. is great. This is how many in a row now? This is awesome. This is uh, Spider Verse. Venom made it, was one? a huge this is hit. The eighth Spider Man movie. Wow. This is amazing. Well, congratulations. Keep it up. I would like to extend a huge thank you to Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige and Sony's Amy Pascal for joining us on our uh, Comic Book Nation podcast. It's really cool to have guests like that and be able to bring you guys Comic Book Nation insight, especially with a big movie like Spider-Man Far From Home, which I loved. And I'm, I'm talking to a lot of you guys on social media and I'm hearing a lot of you guys love it as well. So it's really awesome to have them on here. Uh, we hope to continue doing stuff like that in the future. If you have any thoughts, if you have any questions, comments, criticisms, anything like that, I, I'd love to hear it. So feel free to hit me up online. Use the hashtag Comic Book Nation. Hit me up directly on Twitter or Instagram at Brandon Davis BD. Uh, and you can check comicbook.com slash Marvel. We will have a lot of insight. Uh, we have uh, interviews with the writers, uh, Eric Summers and Chris McKenna going up uh, on Monday on the site that you can check out. We have all sorts of spoiler-filled insight to spider-man far from home available for you uh, and this is our comic book nation podcast new episodes every week so you can listen to it wherever podcasts are available leave us a review if you had a good time listening uh tell your amazon alexa thing hey play comic book nation podcast and we'll tar start talking to you hope you had a good time hit me up uh, on social media at brandon davis pd 
And uh, stay tuned to comicbook.com, everybody. I'll talk to you soon.